thought we was playing? Y'all thought this was for play play, huh? Nah, 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 this is serious business. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, all believers that spitting truth up in the stew. Okay. Each with different flavors you can savor, you can chew. Talking life, love, and Christ, just to name a few. Grab a seat at the table, we got a bowl that's just for you. Okay. Trey, stay whipping up the work in the kitchen. And Whit, we can't keep up with the heat that she be dishing and height. He had the sight, he was blessed with the vision. And me, I'm in the back, I'll be handling the dishes. I hope you don't mind if I speed it up. Okay. Stay at the beat as I beat it up. Serving it cold, you can heat it up. The food is good, you should eat it up. Thank the Lord for redeeming us for the four of us teaming up lifestyle was dirty he cleaned it up gave us the voice that we're speaking up we are back i repeat we are back we are bringing in today's episode titled what was the title the second exodus. the second exodus thank you i was gonna say the real genesis <laughs> the second genesis the second a new sega the second genesis yeah no the second exodus and this was inspired by Trey's observation this morning that millennials and more specifically black millennials are starting this exodus, if you will, from black churches and moving to more <laughs> multicultural and diverse churches or even just leaving the church altogether and taking on a more personal form yeah. of spirituality. Yeah. Um, and it's a trend that's growing when you look at all the statistics. And we kind of want to explore where that's coming from and why that's occurring because I think it, it's gonna lead to some major shifts in the spiritual uh, circles and the spiritual community communities regarding how church will look, how people will relate to God, how people will ultimately live their lives in the long run. So um, yeah, I, we're not here to say it's really good or bad per se. We might have our personal opinions. We're not here to um, talk down on any church whether it's considered a traditional church, multicultural church, that's not our, it's not our platform, that's not our position. We're just looking at the facts, as, as the kids say, the, the, the facts of the situation and uh, trying to un understand why they're happening, what, why they're happening and the significance behind it. So just to start off, we have to define, I believe, what black church is. So before we can highlight or even talk about why they're leaving black church. What is black church? What is that made up of? What is that comprised? How do we get somebody who isn't black to understand what black church is? And we can just kind of give our own experiences around that. I think black church is an experience. Like, mm. I think, because I think the, of course, the four walls of a church or the, like the brick and mortar structure um, of going to church is one thing, and that doesn't differ regardless of your work, right? Like, church is church. But black church in itself is an experience, and I think it's very, very deeply rooted in the black experience in America, right? Like, we all know that being on plantations or in situations where we were um, enslaved by white people when we first came to America, like, church was really an escape for black people. It was something that gave them hope. It was mm -hmm. something that they would sneak away to do. Um, and so I think that's carried through, and I mean, the black, like black churches, it's the music, mm -hmm. it's the organs, it's the five-hour tangents that the past that goes on, it's the, <laughs> it's the hats, it's the communion cups. The crowns, the crowns. Come on, queens, it's the crowns. It's the mother's row. They never sit you on the back row with the hat True. either. They oh always on the front row. It's children's church you gotta on see the, you gotta It's the communion. It's the communion covered up by the white sheet. Oh, yeah, this is, oh, communion at black churches don't have the crackers stuck to the cup already. You got to have two separate 
Dishes. No. Fucking even black dishes. Speaking of dishes, sterling silver. You got the usher sitting there by this side, stand up. Uh, and follow direction. I should come this way to pay you off. They got the white. They got the white yes. gloves. White gloves on. Oh, white gloves. And, and they hit them with this as they sit there and wait. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what black church is for me? Them fans on the wooden sticks. Yes. 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 <laughs> There's no black church with AC. Got the MLK. <laughs> got the MLK announcement mid July. <laughs> <laughs> what they call it? Uh, the, the hooting and the word said. Man, and on the third on. day, uh, and, then, and then Jesus arose. Uh, cue the shout music. That's where the order come in. And if somebody don't run up and down both aisles, the Holy Spirit is not there. It's not there. Like, well, I guess the Holy Spirit didn't show up today. Is the Spirit present? Yeah. Ain't nobody running and jogging, huh? The Spirit ain't present. I need ten people with a ten thousand dollar offering right now. Right now. Oh man. Or you, or sometimes you even see this. All right, we took off and we we need about seventy three more dollars. For what? God told me we got five hundred dollars left out there right now, church. What about uh? Will a man rob God? Oh, oh my God! It's a parking lot fund. The parking that lot fund. Black church is a parking there's lot. There's not. There's not. That's that's legit. There's never enough parking. There's never enough black park. church. <laughs> it's a parking lot. You got to park in minions, not a street. Minions. <laughs> and Uber. And Uber. Minions. <laughs> yeah, you got to walk. Oh man. Uh, Oh, praise dances, the little children. Oh with the mind, yes. mind dances. Or, or what about the first Baptist steppers? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have a step to yeah. I love this. I the love Easter it. play. Come on, oh, who did the Easter Easter play and Christmas play. Wow. MLK play. The it's Black, black History Month uh, show at mm-hmm. church. I love for the youth. Black Church. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's yeah, definitely. It definitely mm-hmm. is. It's like a whole production. Yeah, but where, where do y'all think all that's like rooted from? Like, where does that like is that innate? Is that well, like, where does that? What do you think, think that comes from? I think it is because black people have a certain amount of rhythm and soul, just intrinsically. But then I think when you add struggle on top of that, it gives mm-hmm. you just a reason to express it yeah. differently. So black church is more in the expression. Like, I, oh my gosh, I was talking to somebody at my job, and she said that the church that she goes to, they don't believe in singing. Like, they don't feel like you should sing. And I just. What? Like, oh my gosh. Hmm. How y'all worship? They, they were either worship through <coughs> prayer or do like reading the, the the psalms. They'll read the psalms mm. together. Allow? But they don't sing. There's no music in the church. Mm. Wow. I remember what denomination she what was. What church did she say? Christian. I want to say she said that was a Baptist church, but she went to a private school. Yeah, Baptist. I've never seen somebody not sing at a Baptist church. I haven't. No. Like, I feel like There's, it's like part of the... Everybody's in the choir. hundred <laughs> percent. Please rise, and they singing it themselves. This is a circle. Unless yeah. you got a Baptist church with a fire choir, in which case True. you are auditioning for that choir. Yeah, 100%. It ain't no... You sing from your Y'all got they practice three days like a week. That no more. At least not that I've They seen. got the Sunday service choir. They call. Shout out to the Sunday service. Yeah, they, 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 man. Talk about black church. You're doing that, Kanye. Seriously. We condone Seriously. that. Seriously. We condone <laughs> We condone that. <laughs> we speak for the culture. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I think that's a, that's black church, if you ain't yeah. know. Uh, and the pastors always laugh when they first come up. You know, I'm not gonna be before you long today. Oh, oh can we talk about like pastor sayings in black church? I oh. love it. Oh, man. I'm coming around the corner. <laughs> Coming down your street. A uh, uh, time has been far spent. Hello, hello, lights and walls. <laughs> Saints and ain'ts. Saints and. <laughs> how, how, how they start off the prayer? Oh, eternal God mm-hmm. of the universe. Oh no, you forgot. Assume the attitude of prayer. Assume, oh, assume, assume, assume the attitude. Man. What is assume. the attitude of prayer? Oh, oh, oh they say, they say the this attitude. with emphasis. Um, 
I was glad when they said unto me, unto <laughs> let us go into the house of the Lord. Hey, come y'all on, the somebody. Can tell y'all be the poor so, so, hey, As soon as you say that, somebody gets saved. As soon as the pastor say that, somebody got saved. Somebody like, oh, I was glad they said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad, or, why, or, or anytime somebody come up, they be like, um, giving honor to God. Let's give honor to God. First lady, 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 pastor, lady, pastor. Who, who is the shepherd of this house? The angel of this house. Oh, oh, relax. Yeah. Say what you gotta say. Uh, guest speakers. Yes, speakers. When they get their bios read. Yes. We have Pastor Thurman here from e- Greater Evangelistic <laughs> Bible Church. He's sitting Saint in the Episcopal he's of, <laughs> over Nazareth. He's sitting in the back like he a battle rapper waiting to go. <laughs> he just. You know they're there. You know it's there because they they always got. Psalms are sweaty. (laughs) Psalms are sweaty. Psalms are sweaty. Psalms are sweaty. I've I've read Ecclesiastes already. (laughs) (laughs) Knees weak, Bible is heavy. Knees weak, Bible is heavy. Knees weak, Bible is heavy. EP drop it no, um, you know, you know that yeah, the visitors yeah. there because they always got the bus, the bus or the van in, in the parking oh, yeah. lot. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, hold on. Uh, and they sit together, they clicked up. No, yeah. they, they, they had looking around like, uh, first time, oh, that's how they do it in this church. Okay, okay, bad, bad, first bad, bad, time bad. visitors, please stand. <laughs> please stand. What about what about this one? This is a real like country black church. After church, they got the little outhouse where mama and them be cooking the plates. Man. I was gonna say greens it's after. It's always yeah. green. Somebody cooks some. Somebody some. Refreshing. They got the they, they got they got the cake. plates and a little styrofoam with oh, the cake and the little and soda can. Punch. Yes, yes, sir. You fire. know it's about Man, to be good. The, 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 you see that clear ladle? You already know. Let's get to <laughs> it. That bowl, that fish bowl. Let's yes. get to yes. it. And then we can serve rolls. Let's have it in the bucket. Yep. Let's go ahead and get to it. That's where I came from. Okay, so that's black church. If you if you didn't know, let's get into a few statistics. So, nineteen percent of blacks are unaffiliated with any type of religious organization. There's millennials, right? Yeah, nine yeah, millennials. Sorry, millennials. yeah, these are our millennial stats. Good okay. catch, Rose. Appreciate that. Can't be out here misinforming. Nineteen percent of black millennials are unaffiliated with an official religion. Only fifty percent believe in God. In twenty, believe in a God. Let's be clear, not. You know, let's be close. And out of that 50%, only 21% feel like they may, it's important to acknowledge mm-hmm. that God. Wow. Um, 28% attend once a week. Now, I'm sorry, that's 21%. That's in general. So only <coughs> 21% of millennials, you said, believe that it's important to even acknowledge. Right. Wow. Yes. That's um, 28% attend church once a week and 38% attend once a month at least. And these stats are brought to you by the Pew Research Center, you know, the Pew Research Center online. So look them up if you want to see these statistics uh, statistic as well. So all this kind of plays into the equation of the exodus mm-hmm. of the millennials, not like, not just black, but we are focusing on black millennials, believing traditional churches. And like I said, either, either finding more modern multicultural churches or opting out of church altogether. So let's let's talk about let's talk about the multicultural churches first. Why are they popping up as a more viable option nowadays? I think I think a lot of the things that we um, talked about in the black church when we talk about what is a black church, they were funny and we talked about it and laughing and hearing, but some people don't have like positive 
memories of that, right? So yeah. for some people, it's something as simple as, listen, I can't be in church for four hours, right? Like, that real. That's real. Cowboys come on at two, Yeah, three, I'm, not, I'm not trying four. to park in the grass. That's real. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the it, it could be a number. That's, that's so <laughs> It could be a number though. of things. I'll park really. in the grass today. So I mean, when you walk into a church and they have, you know, there's a children's church, right? And not just a children's church where it's, you know the mother, the mothers in the back watching the babies, but like no. a literal ministry playgrounds in there, yeah. and they are get, they have things for your kids to do. You take kids there on the week on the weekdays, mm-hmm. and, you know. So I think it's the convenience for sure. But like, what's unappealing about black churches? Like, what do y'all think is unappealing about the black church? Um, I think that sometimes um, some of the things that come across as unappealing in the black church is a lack of. Um, Vulnerability and transparency from a lot mm-hmm. of pastors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of times in, bl- in yeah. black churches, your pastor, you hear him talk about the word of God and how we need to apply it to our lives. But he's and a lot. A lot of times that pastor isn't as vulnerable, or transparent about things that they've overcome mm-hmm. and things that they've been that's through. Mm-hmm. So when that's you good. see a pastor that's always that seems from your mind's eye that they're up here, mm-hmm. but they know for a fact that they've come from down here from the gutter too. Right. It's hard to connect with that pastor sometimes. That's right. I saw. Um, something this week that said mm-hmm. it was like a little meme joke or that y'all know i love me a meme mm-hmm. um but what did it say oh it basically said that black black millennials got tired of watching um church greatly impact basically like their parents public lives and never impact I their private lives really, you know what i'm talking about yeah, okay that. yeah so yeah i think going back into another thing that may that makes some people maybe walk away from black church i mentioned and joked about it earlier but i've been i've been to a church service where the pastor asked for maybe seven offerings. Wow. And That's I'll crazy. never forget that. And it blew my mind because I'm like, wait, you have like 30,000 people in your congregation. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking for Guarding seven? Guarding the doors. Yeah, seriously. Why are you asking for yeah. offerings seven times? Like Jesus never had to beg anybody for anything. Yeah. No. So there's, there should be no need for this. People can give yeah. what they have, mm-hmm. give what they can. And if they don't give, then, hey, that's on them and their, and their relationship with God and, and what, <clears throat> what they're uh, expecting God to do for them because God says mm-hmm. you can test them in those areas. But. When you're begging or saying like, hey, and, or counting the money in front of the church and saying, hey, we have $78, we need uh, 22 more dollars. And it's like, why are we For doing what? this? Yeah, I'm, y'all seen why? that Viola Davis meme where she grabbed her purse and left? Yeah. That'd be I'm, me. I'm, yeah, out I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that, that <laughs> will literally make some people get up and say, oh, I'm walking out of here because this church is all about money. Yeah. Or the SpongeBob mean, all right, I'm going to head out. I'm tired of seeing that plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired of seeing that uh, plate. I think, uh, I think one thing that definitely contributes to it is the rise of social media and technology. I think traditional black churches, especially the older ones, are a lot slower to adapt, to incorporate newer platforms or just um, try to reach those Millennials in that age group, I don't think even the the content or the word is really geared towards them in a lot of ways. A lot of these mm-hmm. traditional churches are geared towards marriage, towards or just towards a time that we don't relate to. Yeah, yeah. I can I can agree with that because I think um, a, a huge stalling point in my like journey to get like back into church was like I remember being a kid and having questions about church stuff that the church couldn't answer, right? And they just kind of like, well, just believe in Jesus, right? Like, it was almost like you can't, and for me, it's like, well, y'all know how I feel about it. I need to understand what's going on here. You like, listen to people. Yeah, 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 you know, and I think I think millennials have questions. I think when you have a school generation, I think this is where the, the 
paradigm of education, the shifting education came into play because I think we talked about the traditional foundation of the black church and really what it was rooted in and things like that, but they weren't educated as far as um, like going to school or being able to read their Bible from an extensive standpoint, mm -hmm. being able to go in and critically think or um, induct things from the text, right? And so they that's carried along throughout black churches. And so even though we've grown, well, you've had this generation come, come in where not only did we go to regular school, K through 12, but a lot of us went to college, right? A lot of us went to um, some type of Further, furthering our education, right? Mm -hmm. Rather be technical mm -hmm. school or anything like that. Um, but then when they had questions, right? When they were like, "Well, I know we said this, but why does the Bible say we can't wear mixed fabrics?" Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then the church is just like, "That's just what the Lord said." And I was like, "Well, that doesn't we're, really." We're the generation of challenges. Yeah, yeah. And I think as millennials, yeah. like that's just kind of the we kind of like Sour Patch Kids. It's like, oh, they're great, but then it's like mm, we'll just be out. You mm, know, like yeah. we the same way with everything. though. like I yeah. was reading an article about uh, millennials ghosting jobs. And how like oh, now, for sure, for we'll, sure. Like, millennials will like accept the job and just never show up. And so the, the employee, they, she's like, I found something else. But they wouldn't tell them or anything. And so the yeah. first day at work came and their boss would be there with a, you know, welcome packet and nah. got their badge and stuff. Nah. And <laughs> My never showed good. up. My bad, friend. We're good. You ain't get that email? <laughs> nah, I got another. I appreciate it, though. Did try to negotiate salary with y'all. Uh, I appreciate it. it they was offering <laughs> X amount. <laughs> I guess you thought I was joking. I think, uh, I think one thing that for me, I think I really look at is like this, this, uh, this pigeonhole black leaders have in black churches on like positions. Um, you'll see a pastor who will pastor a church um, for 40, 50 years and that's beautiful, but not raising up the young men, the young women yeah. that um, are in um, in the church, that, that, that legitimately could be the people that you're pouring into to build them and, and kind of do that kind of thing. Also, I don't, I personally did not grow up in a black church, and I love the church I grew up in. It taught me a lot, but I don't, I can't for, I can't for sure say that we had a concrete discipleship structure. Mm -hmm. um, mm. And I think that also plays a part in it, too, because I think about, like, the gifts and some of the things the Lord blessed me with. Um, and they were not honed in on at the church I went to. Um, and there was a point in time where I was at that church three, four days a week. Wow. Um, and it was like, I was back in school, sit down, be quiet, listen to this word. Um, but like, I go to a, a more diverse. Yeah, sure. Diverse church. <laughs> um, and I thought we agreed on multicultural. Yeah. Um, call it what you want. Multi-diversity. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I, I go to I go to that kind of church, and it's like they're like, oh no, like we're 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 concerned about 15 year old Elisha. We don't we don't want uh, we don't want you just come in here, yeah. sit down, and listen. We want we want we want to develop you. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time somebody spoke to me as as like an individual. Mm -hmm. It wasn't you're oh you you brother such and such child. Uh, oh, you, 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 this, you, that. No, like you're Elisha. You have these gifts. Let's figure out why God gave you these gifts. Wow. I don't see a lot of that in black church, at, at least when I was growing up. It was, we're going to sing these same songs. You're going to come in here. You're going to do this. You're going to do X, Y, Z. We don't care if you like it or not. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be here, so you're going to like it. And I switched settings, and it's like, no, develop that relationship with God. Figure out who you are in relation to him. Figure out why he's giving you these gifts. You know what I'm saying? So I I think that's one of the those are kind of just my few observations on that. Like, my church don't do a very good job of that. That's fair. Um, two points. One, I feel like in a lot of black churches, there's a lot of talking and not a lot of doing. 
Mm. I feel like you're here, you know, we're working on this. Or we're, we're going to create this for our youth. We're going to create this for, you know, our young adults. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But then it never comes. It mm. never happens. Like that parking lot phone. Like the, par- the parking, <laughs> parking lot. Or still the in the grass. Fund, you or, the, know, or the church fan. The, the church fan And these things never church happen. Fan. And because of that, like, we're trying to cre- they're trying to create a ministry or saying they're going to, we're going to do this for our youth or whatever it may be. And no one's doing anything behind the scenes to make that thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I also think another thing too, you you know, people are inquisitive. They have questions, mm-hmm. they want to know answers. And yeah. I feel like at a lot of black churches, there's a lot, there's a whole lot of preaching, hopefully, mm-hmm. whole lot of preaching, but there's no teaching. Mm. Like you need to help me to understand what you're saying. You're telling me this, but I don't understand why that is. Yeah. Like I understand why I need to, you know, confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross, but teach me why. Yeah. Teach me mm-hmm. who he was, where he came from. Like. Some people don't know that Jesus was born of a, vir- a virgin birth. They don't mm. understand that miracle. Mm. And if they don't understand that, they think he's just a man. Why do I need to believe in him? Mm. So they'll walk away because they're not being taught anything. And the discipleship part, you're right. If I'm not taking a young man under my wing to build him up and help him to cultivate the things that he has within him, then he's going to walk away because no one's walking yeah. with him. Yeah. Do y'all think pastors, a lot of pastors now, now and then, are able to expound upon those questions? I think... They're in a better position yeah. now than they were back then. And I think... No, I mean, like, do you feel like they're studied enough? Like, do you feel like pastors know the answers? It's pretty much what I'm asking. Like, you know, when you ask your parent a question, uh-huh. and they say, because I said so, but it's because oh, they okay. don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, depends, it depends on the pastor. I was literally yeah, going to say... It, 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 yeah, I was about to say, because I, I know pastors who've been seated at churches for 40, 50 years, and they got their doctorate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's mentality. I know pastors with their doctorate, doctorate that don't know a lick of the word, though. But I'm right. saying you're asking if they're studied enough. Yeah. So like having that degree speaks yeah. to just being no, studied. No, it does for enough. sure. I'm just asking um, like. Like yeah. yeah. So like I think there. I think there. I think it depends on the pastor. But I think what probably be more universal. I think it's like the mindset. Um, this protective mindset. This uh, parent, baby almost, boomer mindset. Baby boomer, almost like parent child mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like if you want to like get into it, like it definitely. I think there's definitely a reason why. It's like that. Um, I think you just look at the history of black church and like black church hasn't ever like when if early on, it wasn't ever just church. Like black mm-hmm. churches were community centers. They were political organizing spaces. Um, at some points there were educational spaces. Um, like some points they were like safe havens. Mm-hmm. Some, like, you know what I'm saying? So like because of the history of America and racism and just the brutality of how America treated black people for so long, black churches were never able to just be a church they weren't ever able to just be like this place where you come study the bible nine Mm -hmm. times out of ten it had to be um that plus this plus this plus this it was like seven other things and so when you talk about establishing the history of bible teaching churches that's so what you just said kind of triggered a thought in terms of bible teaching Mm -hmm. establishments or, or churches According to a lot of black people in general, but since we're talking about millennials and millennials, the Bible was brought to us by our slave owners. By the white man. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think the the awakening in, because we have these options of going and gaining education for ourselves, researching, studying for our own, without the restrictions that our ancestors had where the black church was originally established, uh, people are taking who brought it to us and allowing that to discredit the whole system in mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be the, one of the biggest uh, tributes to millennials saying, I'm, 
I'm good on this because they're so educated. They're so it, they feel like it can't be real because the people who believe this treated us like animals. Yeah. This is this is always my rebuttal to this though because how can you be so educated and so understudied, right? They don't they don't go to because it. they choose because what they exactly. want to educate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's what, this part, this that part is crap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's what they call fake woke, right? right like that, that's literally ninety nine percent of the internet. That's but dope. The Bible tells you that <laughs> Africa was dope. one of the first places right. to mm-hmm. receive the gospel. Absolutely. So I'm not even under. You know what I mean? Like that's never even. I don't even ever waste time. Not even one of the first places. Not even one of the first places. That's rooted the, in the, the first place. Yeah, like the, the and it's inception. Yeah, like, that's where it was. But that's that's black pride, which it's yeah. it's hard to go against. I get Ooh. I get where it's I get where it comes from. But if you're the type that puts your culture above truth, above spirituality, then that's a very aven- easy avenue for you to go down. Like, nah. As a black, I know people that think just because you if you're a black person, there's no way you should believe in the Bible. Like oh, uh, wow. making it uh, that type of relationship, like the Bible wasn't made for it was made literally to keep us suppressed. So and, yeah, and 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 to a to a certain extent, they are right because it was perverted. Be, and, and even, but even I would even I could even you could even pose the argument that um, Westernized Christianity, being a sect of itself, that is inception and it's very like core mm-hmm. was actually meant and started to oppress yeah so mm-hmm. I, I i definitely get where those things come from but kind of like what like, like what y'all just said like when you actually do the research when you actually look at it um like one if you look at where the bible largely takes place in that region of the world it's black and brown people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think i think um again when you look at it in the context of america um and we really kind of pull back and we rake through history, there is a legitimate case for a portion of that argument. Right. But that's but not that, taking Christianity in No, that's not in its purest form. Like you said, yeah. that they're taking bits and pieces and they're choosing what they and they're like taking bits and pieces and like just kind of patchworking it together. A, a narrative. I think it always makes sense to separate when you're when we're talking about an American or a westernized concept, um yeah. from and from everything, you know what yeah, I mean? Because I've said yeah, this before, yeah. but literally every system and structure that we have here was built quite literally to keep us within the tiered societal structure that we're in Confine. now. That yeah, so so that's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, okay, but, but to Trey's point, you can even stretch that past America and say that the structure of religion is meant to keep people... Um, I want to speak very lightly here. Say, yeah. the, the structure of religion in general historically has been used as something that's used as a control it's a, it's mechanism. A control mechanism. Yeah, exactly. Right? Keep like, people in line. 100%, 100%. Yeah, and so that's that's always yeah. fair to say, but I think it's it's only fair to say if you're willing to truly seek out truth, right? Because what yeah. it seems like to me is that a lot of people aren't interested in seeking out truth. They're just interested in taking the first any leg that they can stand on to say, like, no, the Bible ain't it, right? So if it's the black mm-hmm. thing, they can say the black thing, right? When I say, well, why you send your babies to public school? You know right. what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, well, I gotta do that. Oh, okay, well, like, there's a lot of systems that I can say that you play into, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and none of them are even offering to save your soul, no. so. No, <laughs> not at all. But but <laughs> but as a whole, close. right, like, yeah. you can say that the Bible, I think I think it makes sense to address it, right? Because what you wanna do, toss it out there, right? Okay, so what are you saying? The Bible was canonized by who? King James back in, in Europe? That's fair, 16. right? There, mm-hmm. was, it, there was a collection of <laughs> biblical texts that were all gathered from the Middle East where they were at, from right. their original authors, and essentially 
Picked for whatever reason, the European church just decided we need to condense this down, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Council of Nicaea, that right? But those, but those, the the books that they Shout took out. out are inaccessible. You just don't want to read them. And I think what I always say is that these systems play quite literally play on the fact that people are going to be ignorant enough to just take what they say, right? Mm-hmm. You can say anything, um, and people are just kind of going to go with it. And I think it's that laziness and that ignorance that really will will lead to the demise of a lot of people. What I find yeah. is that true and objective research about anything, anything. In, in this realm always points to the fact that God is, first of all, the God of the Bible is real mm-hmm. and they exist. So those avenues that people find themselves down is because I, in my opinion, they're coming to it with a theory that they're trying to prove a leg that they're trying to already stand on instead mm-hmm. of being open to mm-hmm. ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of perverts your uh, your perspective when you when you search for the truth. Yeah. yeah. True. That's how you pick. Oh, that's how I can. You can show me something that you think disproves God, disproves the Bible, and I can show you something that ultimately Discredits kills that. whatever you're yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And you'll skip right over that. Yeah. We've all experienced that. Yes. Yeah. It's a positive Shout out to life. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> you do that in life. You just see it's yeah. cognitive. You see you see whatever you seek to prove to yourself, you'll find evidence for that. Let's you got no okay. Let's let's shift this slightly. Because now we're talking we were talking about the exodus of the black church to um, the diverse multicultural churches, however you want to categorize it. Now let's talk about the migration to the personal. Mm. religion the personal relationship oh this is the not religious spiritual yeah I'm yeah not religious i'm spiritual i'm spiritual oh, and, i mean that, that and mean let's 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 frame it like this a personal relationship is important in fact you can argue it's more important than being a part of a, a entity a church organization mm-hmm. but i also think i'll no not think i know that people aren't applying this correctly because if you actually read the bible it tells you not to neglect community, not to neglect the church. Yeah. So any thought process that I don't have to belong to a church because of my personal relationship, I think is flawed. And yeah. it's counterintuitive. It's very counterintuitive. I can, I can kind of speak to this though because I don't I don't necessarily belong or faithfully attend um, anymore a church church. Yeah, that's good. And I say yeah. that, but I think um, maybe it matters what, what we consider to be church, right? That's exactly um, what I was going to say. Let's define church because yeah. before we get into this. So church in general, church is biblically not. church is described as a community of believers. The who people. Are, yeah, the you people. know, like This is church. The, yeah, yeah, this is church, right? A, a community of believers who, who believe in Christ, who walk in Christ, who do life together, who right. support one another. Um, but Lit is my church. Like, I know Shout Lit out is my church. Lit. Joe. <laughs> Joe and Chloe, I know Lit is not a church. But it, but it is, for, you know, from it's what I use as that it's community. It's probably one of the best examples of a, char- of of a, a real, church, actual of a, church. Of an authentic yeah. Bible-described church. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sharing, share, like, all that. Yeah, so I think, and because people don't have that, the next best option is mm-hmm. church in air quotes. You know, the, the church we're all referring to. And... I think it's hard for people to develop what you experience at Lit or what anybody will experience in any actual small intimate setting, smaller intimate setting where you're actually connecting with people. It's not, you know, your church, like there's a reason you call them church friends because you don't see them <laughs> you don't get the outside pool. Sunday mornings, you know. You see them every Sunday or your church friends, but those aren't real friends. Your friends are the people you see Monday through Monday or talk, talk to or you can pick up the phone and it's not like, a weird thing because y'all have that type of relationship so people don't have that within an actual church mm-hmm. so that makes the the need for that 
that connection even even less. So are they getting that at mega churches? Like, are they getting that at these mega churches, these multicultural churches? Because I think, I guess from what I was hearing the last time, like the black church is the epitome of community. Like what Trey was kind of saying about how they just go through life together. But and I'm asking, like, uh-huh. are they well, are they getting more of a community feel from mm-hmm. multicultural churches? I believe they are, and mm-hmm. I think it, because of what I kind of said, I think the introduction of the social media boom, technology, all helps because now you can get that interaction online. People like Mike, Mike Todd, Steve Furtick, they, you can develop an online community or yeah. just an online following. Um, traditional churches, you can develop that, and, but it takes more intentionality. And I think the people that you have to select from within these groups may not be personally aligned to who you are. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a millennial, especially if you're a Gen Z person. Like, so is online church just as good? I'm asking because if it's about if it's about the community, then I guess the same. It can argument be. That you would I'm, use I'm, I'm right. not going mean, to. With online, with watching church online, do you have the ability to interact with other people that are watching? Exactly. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. I think that's what Chris is saying is that there are people who are watching like maybe the service on live and they're communicating back and forth. They're like, I, I know when you watch on live at Transformation, the the screen is a chat box, and so mm-hmm. people are constantly okay. chatting like as they go. So yeah. I, that's a that's a fair point. No, I've is that, done that. Okay. Yeah, so you can, that's, I'm not saying that you have to be a part of a physical small group. You have to go to a physical building. No, I'm or asking, you, yeah. I'm asking, is that a sub? Do y'all think that's a good No, I think it's a legit, it's all about your attention, your intentionality, and what you're trying, how, what are you trying to get from it? You can make a healthy small group in a mega church, in a small church, mm-hmm. on an online community, mm-hmm. in something like Lit. All four of those are viable. All four of those can be legit churches in the way God intended. It's just, are you linked with other people with that same mindset that are going to foster that environment? I would say in regards to it being a legit substitute, like when you think about a substitute, it's meant to replace something. And so if it's going to replace something, it has to be consistent. Mm -hmm. So if it's a legit substitute where you're conversing with these people, maybe online, you're watching service and you're able to talk to them on Sunday and that's it, then I don't think it's a legit substitute because if you're only having that type of interaction with those people because you're supposed to do, when you do life with people, it can't be once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not doing life. That's and there's an element, I'm wondering if, if, is it important that, they, that it's in person? Like I'm wondering how important it is. It, I think, I think is. when you talk about a substitute, I think you're already going to be operating at a deficiency mm-hmm. because it's standing in the need wow, of what was, good, admit, right? what was meant to originally be there. So when you already I'm start talking, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But I mean, think about a substitute teacher. No, I mean, so like when you when I had substitute teachers, think about your mindset when you finally had a sub. You free, you lose. But that's you was you was turning up. I'm be, getting my be, bag. I'm going right no, back no, out. Because, <laughs> I didn't because, 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 hey, tell her I'm here. <laughs> because why? Because you knew that sub was not going to have the same standard as your original Time teacher. Out. I think. Oh, I think when you talk about community and church i think however you get it you know lit Mm -hmm. regular church small group there was a point where i did not i've always belonged to a church excuse me there but there was a point where i wasn't going regularly on sunday but i had my my community of people that i was meeting with on a regular basis you know what i'm saying we were meeting around the word on a regular basis i think it is very important and i think I would even say I think it's vital that it is done in person because when you look at acts like when yeah. before before they even started anything they were meeting together in person praying yeah. 
and that's what ignited that. And then Peter, and then Peter preached. Like when you talk, when it talks about like they they're going from city to city, sharing one another, nobody going without. That was all done in person. So I think when you talk about doing life with somebody, it's gonna be very tough for somebody to see you struggle, for somebody to see you frustrated, for somebody to see you happy, for somebody to see you pushing through the struggles of life, and it be done over screen not to say that i can't be a substitute not to say you can't like i've I've had mentors who you know we can't always meet so we've done phone calls and stuff like that but there was a life there was a in-person life-on-life component to it that carried that relationship i have a community of people and sometimes we do you know we got technology and i think you use it to your advantage we got uh group messages but we do make it a point to meet in person regularly because i think that there's just something about it i think that is I think the Lord, as if you want to call yourself introvert, extrovert, not a people person, whatever, the Lord designed us all with some level of a mm-hmm. social, of a social bone, of a social kind of like need in our in our body. So like I think like that is part of our makeup to be the church in person with each other, whether that's in a wall, whether that's at a house, whether that's here. Mm-hmm. However you define, that's fine. But Go I think in person is like. That literally, I think, for me, is um, a non-negotiable. Okay. I'm going to disagree because a few things. When I said that, like, an online community can be a substitute, I was baking into that. It's not you're not just tuning in online on Sunday and then (coughs) disconnected until next Sunday. There Mm -hmm. has to be some type of involvement. I disagree with the fact that it has to be in person. I think it's it's ideal. I think that's preferable. But I think that... If you, let's say I go on online and I'm a part of an online community and then I have a prayer call on Monday and I'm constant on that and then I just call people throughout the week and I just, or we have different group tech or group chats, like it's not as good as an online, or not an online, in-person interaction. I agree, but I do think that if you're intentional with that and you're consistent, you still will get the same benefits and as far as a substitute goes, I see what you're saying in terms of a substitute is already an, kind of an automatic degrade of whatever you're subbing for. Mm-hmm. But let's think of it from, because I think that's true in a humanistic perspective. But we're, if we're talking about God, like, what's the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit not a substitute for Jesus here in the physical? No. Is it not? That's what he said. He said, he said I'm leaving, but I'm sending I'm you. Sending I'm sending you. Send, I'm, so it, I'm it, sending you a helper. He didn't say anything about a substitute. But that's the same yeah. thing. Like, it's God, it's, God in, it's God in spirit form. Right. Like, but it it's is a sub, God. It's, it's God, but it's still equal because it's God, and that's the key. Right. It's not a substitute, uh, equal, though. It is a substitute. Maybe what we're saying is that substitutes need to have supplements, right? So if you are completely substituting in-person church for an online experience, then you need to be supplementing that with FaceTime calls, with some type of online And community. that's what and I was saying. And, and I, would disagree, you are, I would disagree with that because I think that lacks the intentionality behind what church is meant to be. No, let, I let, agree. I'm just trying to find something. a common ground if here. You, if, if Paul and Peter had Skype and phones, you don't think that they would have used them? No. You don't think that they would have used I think they would have used them, but I don't think they would have used that to substitute. 100%. No, I'm not. I'm not substitute. I guess like for me, if, I, like a if, supplement. I, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I would say that if, if Peter, let's say Peter and Paul, mm-hmm. if they were to be using Skype or FaceTime, whatever, I, I think that would be maybe 10% of their conversation. 
make if if that makes if that so I, I think seriously. what we're all agreeing upon is that you like the concept of community and consistent interaction throughout the week is is not I'm saying it is, and I'm, but I'm saying but it has what, to be in person right I get what you're saying what I'm saying is that for Chris's point if it's completely online if you are substitute because then you're substituting if you only go to church online right. you are substituting absolutely in order for a substitute to be effective there has to be a supplement right so like even if you want i don't agree necessarily with the holy spirit i don't agree at all with the holy spirit being a substitute for jesus right. but if you were to take that lens right the substitute had a supplement right so when jesus left and sent the holy spirit it was supplemented by grace right so now we're no longer bound by the law now you have something in you that should be able to speak to you and so that is a supplement that god gave us to make that new thing work because jesus can't jesus could speak to us verbatim the holy spirit can't now i think what you're saying though about them being i think the disconnect is does there need to be an in-person element? And I yes. think that you oh, need to be meeting with some. It doesn't need to be the same group, though. And I think that's maybe what we're doing because you could go to church online. So mm -hmm. say I watch um, Darius Daniels' church every Sunday online, right? Mm -hmm. and me and Change Church, I got I talk to them online. We got a community of people. Like, I follow them on social media. I should still have a group of people in my community that I could, to Trey's point, meet up with in person, go to lunch with, go to dinner. Because there's a different level of interaction and um if transparency of vulnerability when you are in person, right? There's a different level of them being able to really see. If you're just calling them to tell them about the meeting, but you say, hey, yeah, the meeting went good. Like, everything's great. Um, we got it all locked in. We'll do with you, whoop. And they're like, oh, shout out to you. But if I were in person and I could look at your face, I would say, are you sure? Mm -hmm. Because your eyebrow is really looking exactly. like. So I think maybe what we're saying is that if you use online church as a substitute, it needs to still be supplemented with in-person in -person. interaction somewhere. And okay. maybe I think that go ahead, real. I think that, that in-person has to be the most has to be the most the basis. the one that's the most dominant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I know I was on my phone a second ago, but I was pulling up the scripture, uh, Hebrews ten twenty five. It says, "Don't stop meeting together with other believers. Don't forsake the fellowship." Which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. Like. It's biblical that we need to continue to meet together. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's biblical. And I feel like when we don't meet together, like you were saying, like let's say if I'm having a conversation with you over the phone. Hey, mm -hmm. wait, how's it going? What's going on with you? Or everything's fine. Over the phone, I may not be able to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if I'm in person and I see your face, like you don't look like everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, okay. And, so, okay. Go ahead. And I can encourage you to dive deeper and to maybe express what may be really going on with you. Yeah. But if I'm not <laughs> in community... I'm gonna always go through by myself. Now I have a I have and a I, devil's advocate question. Okay. It'll it'll play in. So hold your hold your thought, Trey, because I don't want to cut you off. I know it's a good thought. Um, but what about the people who find it? Because we say it like it's just plug and play. Like just go pick any church and you'll find community. And that's really not the case. Um, so what? Because I feel like I struggle with that. Like okay, I mean I would love church friends, but I'm not. I don't click with these people. What about right? areas that don't? Community. What about areas that don't allow you to meet and talk about Jesus? Yeah, exactly. Like places like countries overseas, things like that. Um, but they still. I would. They still so I would, I would. I would. I'll just be because I, I a guy named Sue Campbell and he he um he's fairly well known. He Sue Campbell. Yeah, he Campbell's. super Sue. <laughs> so that's that's his real. That's Sue Campbell. He um Perfect. he um he that's actually he actually mentored Lecrae and a few he discipled Lecrae and a few of the a few oh, of the guys. Okay. Um, and I've had a chance to like talk to him and he he'll tell you he's been to countries like that communist countries like asia and china yeah. and like he, he'll tell you those people without a doubt willing to lay down their life and yeah. the sense of community was, is strong and it, it's strong so so mm -hmm. like it, it's it's like they're actually they're meeting and they find ways to meet underground churches all that he even yeah. told me a story about he was in china and like they were literally hiding out in the broom closet 
from mm-hmm. like the police or whatever they call them over there. Um, like people like coming to execute them for practicing their faith. Just for having the Bible. Just for having the Bible. Like mm-hmm. just for having the Bible, you could get thrown in jail. And he was like, yeah, like they left and we went back to singing and clapping like it was nothing. So like, truthfully, in those areas, like people fight, people will do it. I've been to the most remote parts of Haiti in the mountains, and these people are playing like drums with twigs, and it don't matter. Like they're finding ways, but it's the fact that, like you just read, like not forsaking the fellowship. I think when we t- when, when when you're when you're talking about like, and I think your question plays to a different plays to a mm-hmm. different part of it. Like this but is that's not okay. that's not to that's not to respond to your question, but I think. Um, one thing that was talked about in church today was how like you can walk into a church and be a big building and you can say hi you can smile and nod at people you kind of you can kind of hide mm-hmm. um but i think when you get into those intimate settings when you're meeting with people connect groups small groups or or even he was talking about how like the the intentional part of having connect groups at people's houses mm-hmm. it's hard to hide from somebody when you're in their home yeah they in your business they looking at your dirty mm-hmm. counter they they seeing your grass not cut, you know. You come, they come home, why your house smell like feet? Well, busy, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's hard to hide when you're True. in these intimate spaces face-to-face with people. I get you. Um, so, I, 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 I would say, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, if you got to go on an online church because you're traveling or if you, you, truthfully, honestly, I wake up some mornings and I'll be like, yep, I'm going to stream from my smart TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, but, like, I'm, like, Two, three, four days a week. I'm, I'm. If I'm not at church, I'm meeting with people. I'm having my Bible studies. I'm in person with people, and I think again, Jesus, his ministry was public and it was also personal. He had twelve that he was walking with, and I think that is not only um, a blueprint to how we live our life, but it should be a blueprint to how we approach church and community, one on one or one on one, intimate, personal, face to face with people because they need mm-hmm. to see our life. So. And I agree. I'm playing devil's advocate so much because I do agree with both of y'all. I would never intentionally replace one-on-one interaction and engagement with any type of online medium because the the level, like you're saying, the the detailed interactions that you get, the the things you can pick up on on a person, you can't do that over the phone. You can't do that online. Mm-hmm. I just don't because in everybody around this table is at a fair level of spiritual maturity, right? Mm -hmm. So we understand these things. I just wanted to make sure that the person who maybe isn't doing this, I don't want them to feel like, or hear us and feel like I'm not doing it right or I'm not doing enough because I'm not involved in a group like they are or I don't have these intentional meetups. Get there. And maybe maybe it's not an equal substitute. I don't want to put that out there either. It's not an equal substitute to your online communities. It does need to be supplemented with some type of physical interaction. When I was saying it was sufficient, it was replacing a Sunday attendance for a church. But always supplement that with walking with people in real time throughout your day, throughout your week, because that's how you get through the day by day. Just going online and watching whatever you like to watch, even if it's edifying, it's only going to last you so long. Right. You're going to hit Wednesday. And if you don't have somebody that you can call to refill you or you don't have a group that's going to hold you accountable to not answer that text and not pull up, whatever your struggle is, you'll find that 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 community part that you're missing is will help you negate some of those mistakes you may make. And I can speak to that from personal experience. So 
Let me say this. Um, and Chris alluded to it, but I want to say it from uh, just a flat, blatant standpoint. We're not here to judge anybody. Mm -hmm. That's not our view. That's not our stance. We're not here to judge anybody. What we're giving is our opinions and what our stance and what our beliefs are. Right. And if you're not in a place where you feel like maybe you're not comfortable enough to walk with a group, maybe you're not comfortable enough to share your innermost secrets with a group of people, find mm -hmm. you someone. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, you can always give whatever you have to God. He's willing to listen. He wants to hear everything you have. But also find someone. Find one person, one individual that you trust and that you know and that you love and care about. And that can also pour into you as you pour into them. And also, let me say this too. Chris said something about, you know, going somewhere and hoping someone can maybe pour into you all the time. Or he said something to that effect. But the purpose of going to church isn't for you. We, don't, we shouldn't be going to church looking for what we can get. Right. We need to be going to church looking for what we can actually give. We all have gifts. We all have... Um, things that are in us that we can give and pour to other people and that's what we need to be trying to do but if you're not there pray and ask God to get you to that place we've all come from places where maybe we weren't there before I know for a fact I was not there I was someone who was completely lost and I did not want a map I did not want a GPS system I want I wanted to remain lost mm -hmm. and it's because I did I wasn't aware of how God's grace and love truly worked yeah. and so once I finally got a grasp of it and understood like yo this this God really loves me and once I understood that, I began to look at myself and I said, you know what? I don't look like him. Mm -hmm. And that's who I really want to look like. I began to look in that mirror and now yeah. I try my best anytime I can to just pour into other people. And when I do that, I find myself getting poured into. And it's, it's, that's amazing. How it works. it's crazy how it works yeah. like that. And so no one here at this table is judging anyone. We're not looking at you or you're not looking at us and think. And I, I can't don't, judge you. Seriously, trust me. Oh, baby, listen. <laughs> Hey, I preached last week and I told the congregation, if you knew my story, you would not want me up here. Chateau. And that's just me being 100% real. Yeah. Go ahead, well, I'm sorry, I feel like you were no, about to say something. But yeah, I feel like, uh, just be who you are and understand that everything that you've gone through, everything that you've been through, everything that you've seen, anything you feel like maybe you're weak in an area, whatever it is, Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 says there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. You're not so, surprising anyone. Go yeah. ahead, Will. Um. I want to say this as we transition into our next question. If you are um, introverted, right, um, if you are somebody who keeps a, a fairly small circle, social circle, circle of fans, if you, don't, if you are not a fan of social situations or community, because I think we're speaking in terms of talking about people who like to do this type of stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. But when True. I think about my personal self, I don't like, I don't like doing all that. You know no. what I mean? I don't, I don't need to, I'm not, I don't need to be all in everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. But for me, that was a real hurdle, right? Because it was like, well, I would love to have church friends or to have a church community, but I don't fit here. I don't feel like I fit here. I'm not received by the church well. Whenever I um, go to the church, I was like, this good. Girl got too many questions. Like you cannot mm -hmm. ask questions in the middle of a sermon. You know, like there's but to those people, if you are like that and if you feel like um like it's harder for you to find community or that um you would love to have church friends or a church family and you just haven't located it, pray about that. Um yeah. that's a that's a real yeah. prayer. It's a fair prayer, it's a prayer that God will hear. If you say, Listen, God, it's I, I don't even wanna overstep by saying it's one of his favorite prayers but God operates solely in the structure of community yeah. um, even before the, the ends of this earth were built it was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit right? so Always community man. is foundational for God pray for that community um, for, for one um, for and social media is a great tool for finding that right? yeah. Yeah. But, but why are people leaving the church right? like, like why are people because I hear all the time like listen I'm not, I'm not religious I'm spiritual why, why is that how do you? So to that, just because I really, just because I keep saying that, I'm I don't like say Sprite. I like Seven Up. <laughs> same flavor. No, Sprite and Seven Up. They're kind of. There's a very big difference, especially McDonald's Sprite. 
Yeah, they kind of. I need that sprite with the burn. That's, that's McDonald's sprite. Seven Up is like heavy. Are you like an aggressive experience? You drink your soda. McDonald's get their sprite from the fires of Mordor. They have to. They have to. That Lord of the Rings fire. Rituals alive in the I love it. But no, but I do want to say like. There, there is no difference between religion and spirituality, okay? Like, at the end of the day, um, organized religion is one thing, but you cannot separate the concept of a spirit from any concept of an afterlife. And anything tied to an afterlife that's, is a religion or a belief. So don't, y'all, please don't <laughs> let people just lead you down this hole, like, I'm yeah. not religious. You are you are believing no, in no. something. Um, if you believe, is just a routine. Yeah, if you, that's the routine, and that's fair. If you say that I don't like the, the religious structure, that is 100% fair. Um, I, I won't say that I wasn't in that same boat with y'all. I won't <laughs> say I'm still not. But what I will say um, is that you are still playing into somebody's religion, right? There's no mm-hmm. concept of a spirit or a spirit world or spirituality or alternate forces impacting your life yeah. um, that are not tied to it, a religion in general. It's just a woke thing. Yeah, and, and really, I'm going to say this as just a fun fact for y'all, um, but those books we talked about being removed from the Bible, one of them was uh, the book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it talks about how God brought Enoch all the way up to heaven, and he showed him yeah. all of these different levels, right? He said, you know the astrology y'all talk about, the 12 zodiac signs? Mm-hmm. This is where that level is. You know the sun and the moon and the stars that you swear mean something this because they pull in the, the ties? Mm-hmm. This is where that sits. These mm-hmm. are my people that run the sun back and forth every day. And he took him yeah. through every level so that he could go. And he specifically charged him with going back down to earth and telling these people, the sun is not helping you out. You're right. Like the sun is the third level of a very low heaven. Um, yep. So that I just want to throw that out there. If you if you were falling to the I'm not religious, I'm spiritual camp. You are religious. You probably just not playing into a religion that you think you are. Um, so be very very careful with that. If you're dabbling in the spiritual, you're dabbling in religion. So get behind. Pick your team wisely. That's all right. I'm saying. But back to the question. So we're gonna wrap up this segment with this last thought, uh, based off some statistics we read earlier. It says 68 percent of millennials believe in heaven. While only 56% believe in hell, and then even lower than that, 23% use religion as a guidance throughout life. It's like a moral compass. It's like a moral compass of what to do and what not to do. I believe 46% are just leaning on the conscience. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy because everybody believes in heaven. Well, at least the majority of people believe in heaven. Yeah. How is that? Nobody know. wants to believe that a sovereign God will sentence them to an eternal damnation. Because nobody's that bad that deserves exactly. it, right? Individually. That's because yeah. people try to box. People try to box God. Yeah. Yeah, or they just think it's that it won't happen to me mentality. So True. this is it's the way that I heard it. Um, it and I, I love this summary, so I want to give it to the people because I feel like it's something that matters. Um, when you talk about. God and what it what it means that Jesus died for you, right? So when you look at justice, right? Humans in general, we love the concept of fairness, of justice, of well, this person did this, something needs to be done about it, right? This person did this and hurt these people, something needs to be done about it. God is the same way, right? God is literally justice personified, right? Can't be nothing and else. so with every True. evil action, we can agree as humans that every bad action deserves some type of consequence, right? Mm-hmm. But what God mm-hmm. is saying is that the bad actions that you consider minor are life-threatening and they're hurting people, right? Like, um, whether you recognize it or not. And so mm-hmm. what God is saying is that every sin has a consequence. That's per our logic, right? Mm-hmm. If you do something wrong, you deserve to be punished for it. Right. So in God's eyes, he said, well, let me just take all of the punishment, and then they don't have to worry about it. But when you decide that no, Jesus didn't die for me. What you are saying is I'll take the punishment. 
right? Because somebody has to take it per your own standard. You're being if, a supplement. If yeah. somebody, <laughs> literally. And not an equal right? supplement. And going. that's what this concept of grace going. is. Keep that's going. what this concept of grace is, is you're saying, oh, no, thank you, God. I know that you offered. And so will a sovereign God send you to hell? No, that was the whole point. He's saying, to. I'm he trying to. to. But what he's saying Keep is going. somebody has to pay for the things that you've yes. done. Keep going. And if you decide that Jesus isn't enough to pay for it, then Keep you have that to tab <laughs> Keep going with. Right, people can't hear me. Keep going. Um, but no, but I just wanted to put that out there because I just I always like to address these things head on because I mean it's, it's nothing but no, a conversation. Hell is real. The fire is hot. It bro. is right, but what? Real but if hot. you go to hell, it's not because you did something bad. It's because you decided that you was going to pay for it. That you was going to you decided. No, thank you. I'll pay. I was like, I got yeah. the tab it's on like this dinner. It's like if you sitting at exactly. It's at like Capri if you sitting at dinner, you order everything. A la carte. Capital Grill. Because I certainly tried to get a reservation. That, that's literally what we do as humans. We go, we go to dinner with God, and we say, "Oh, let me get the lobster. Let me get the, let me get that, me the get ten that. ounce. You know what I mean? Let me get that ten ounce. Listen, we order all type of things. Let me get a Caesar salad and a side of fries. You feel me? Like I want double, I want double. Lobster mac. Can I get a baked potato loaded? You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. We go to dinner with God. get the lobster We go to dinner with God, and we rack up this tab. And at the end, God is like, "I got it." And what you are saying is, "No, that's okay." I'm a, I'm a strong, independent human. human. I don't. I can take my own you know it, you know But when the bill man. comes back and it's forty-seven thousand dollars, and you don't make that in a year, no, no, not forty-seven thousand, forty-seven thousand per ounce. Per ounce. <laughs> that you order. <laughs> <laughs> that you order. But but that is the that is the importance of salvation. Good, is that with. God did love you too much to send you to hell. Yeah. You didn't love yourself enough yeah. not to go. You better preach. That make you know what? That make me think about uh, scripture. John six twenty nine. Um, the disciples asked. Uh, they asked Jesus straight up, "What work must we do to get into to um, do the work of God?" And he said, "The only work of God is this: believe in the one He sent." Yes, that's, that's it. That's all the he one. That's the workload. And that's you know what? We, we, and we if you and for people right. who like to say that, oh well. Um, Preach, um, you know, I'm sorry, but I just get out because I just get on. Go ahead, go going. But for the people that say, well, what about all the people before God, right? The Bible is a story of the way that God manifested and showed himself as the one true God to humanity, right? So mm -hmm. all throughout the Bible, you see these other religions. So there were people who believed in other gods, other things. Mm -hmm. There were people who said, well, I, I personally believe that fire is a God, mm -hmm. that sun, the sun is a God, that the mm -hmm. moon is a God, right? When Jesus died, he went down to the grave yep. and mm -hmm. freed all of those people. So there's no, no, there's nobody that like, oh, nobody well. Nobody fell through the cracks. Yeah, nobody fell through the cracks. It wasn't like, oh, well, these people were born before Jesus came, so I guess he just forgot about them, huh? Like, no, he went down and got them before he came back for your behind. You First know Peter 3, read it. First Peter 3. It's, it's Thank you truth. for dropping and that. And so nobody got left behind, including that. you. A good God is, does not want to send you to hell, but bad flesh will send you to hell every time. How the God that made everything not create a plan for the he people yeah. going for him. And, 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 he was like, y'all had a look. <laughs> and, and this is the cool, beautiful part about that. I love that Whitney brought that up. Um, First Peter 3 says that um, Jesus, he went, he uh, he made proclamations to the mm -hmm. spirits who died before he was even here. True. And then it, he, it also spoke to the fact that the first, uh, the flood was symbolic of baptism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus told the disciples, you know, go baptize in my name, the people that died before Christ was even here, they, they already, already been baptized. They already been baptized. Oh, you, you want to really I'm get into it? Let's get it. Genesis 1 starts out where in the beginning, right? Uh -huh. It was the Spirit of God hovering over the earth, and the earth was formless and void. Like it was nothing but water, water. there, right? right. Mm -hmm. That was the first flood. That was the very first flood. Why was the earth covered in water? It wasn't covered in water initially. When Lucifer fell from heaven, that was before the earth was back. Where did he fall to? 
earth, right? So that this concept of God baptizing things, of covering the world, like when you look at Noah's Ark, that was a like y'all said, a form of a baptism, right? Yeah. Then Jesus came and he gets baptized. baptized. Now we're talking about people baptizing. But now we baptize in the spirit, right? Yeah. So that's what we talk about the Holy Spirit. So when you say you lean on your conscience, that's fine if you're leaning on the Holy Spirit as your conscience. But if you're leaning on your own flawed human thought processes, you're, you're, you're gonna fail well, yourself you're every gut. time. Mm-hmm. My gut told me yeah. to go left. Don't listen to your gut, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we go need ahead, to Will. put a period on that one. Yeah, no, no, no. Exclamation mark. Um, you if, you, that, if you would uh, go ahead and get the uh, offer and play, brother. Yeah. brother oh, y'all can right. send the offer to my cash app, actually. <laughs> I'll make sure it gets to the parking lot. Actually, actually. As, you, as you can see, our church our church accounting system is uh, flawed. But <laughs> ain't no money. <laughs> We need it. We need to do a baking farm. Seven dollars. Yeah, a, a bake. Uh, what's it called? A bake, a bake off. Bake. Uh, uh, bake. A bake sale. Bake sale. Bake sale. Bake sale. Yeah. He called it everything but a bake. But a bake yeah, sale. Bake off. I'm personally here for a TLS bake sale. All right. So look, we want to do some. Um, there's some birthdays that happen, and yeah, we love y'all. Yeah, and we yeah, appreciate yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what we do because we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Fred, and can you grab that you. for me, please, Fred? What? Yeah. I mean, because I can't pay y'all nothing, so we can do it. Y'all, these men are amazing. So I think a lot of y'all probably saw the flowers I got early this week, but I got flowers for my birthday. From Daquan? No, from (laughs) y'all. We see your flowers, man. That's great. Appreciate you. Just this one. Appreciate you, bro. He said that was mine. Just that (laughs) one. Nah, that's what you got it. Yeah, man. We ain't flake on y'all either, man. It's the best. Yes. Y'all, I'm off whole 30. What? I'm about yeah. to eat this cake right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, y'all have fun with the rest of this. <laughs> we went to cake People, bar. I see y'all next oh, week. Oh, y'all spend money. Yeah, yeah uh, appreciate y'all ball. pulling up, breaking bread, getting fed. We love y'all. We about before, to get fed hold on, before, on cake bar. Before we, yeah, what's up? before we close, if um, I know we talked about finding churches and all that kind of stuff. If anybody out there is listening to this podcast and y'all um, are struggling, finding a church wow that's okay um if y'all are finding struggling finding a church or just getting connected to community please dm us on instagram that's what we're Um, here for we definitely would love to chop with y'all help y'all get connected um and just point y'all in the right direction Mm -hmm. um we'll walk in the church doors with you join us join the community yeah and we not lame bro we have fun no i think a lot of people tend to tear to stint steer away from these type of communities because it's uh i think it's persona out there that we can't have Mm -hmm. fun we we just, we just stiff. You know? No, we're, oh, we're pretty cool. Some of some of the models. Yeah, I think we're models, We're pretty cool. <laughs> we go to the library every weekend. We do yeah. our calculations every Tuesday oh morning. Oh my gosh. I don't associate myself with such squares. <laughs> but no, nah, we be lit. We be live, for real. Yeah, so for come real. have fun with us. But yeah, we about to dive into this cake, celebrate yeah. these I'm birthdays. I'm about to dive in. What? Oh, I like how we, I you want to end on we may uh, dive into the waters of the living water. You with him. This cake don't know my name. My name. All right, good people. We love y'all. See y'all next time.